Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome back to another exciting, entertaining, um, it should be fun because we have a, uh, a delightful guest who I just met and I think Jennifer's going to like because she's a pistol. And uh, well, welcome back to another episode of A Guide to Poor Parenting, a podcast where me, Jason. And me, Jennifer. Have a few drinks. And talk shit about our kids. Um, and please follow us on Instagram at Guide to Poor Parenting and on Twitter and Facebook. I actually just discovered it's actually Poor Parent Pod. Oh. I don't know. I think it was like character limits. Gotcha. So, this entire time I've been telling people to go to Guide to Poor Parenting at everywhere but well maybe that's why we didn't have any followers yeah that's why we that's have why any followers. That's what it is. <laughs> um well miss jennifer uh i know you just met her and i actually only met her once before but miss melissa welcome to the podcast welcome well, thank you very much it's oh. so nice to meet you here thank you so much we met last wednesday so we're recording this on september 9th and i met melissa three days ago at uh, our stand-up comedy classes Yes, about, uh, I guess about four o'clock on Wednesday afternoon, I decided to change my career from social science policy research to become a comedian there you go. And, and got signed up for a class immediately. Love it. So. And we were, uh, rec- our teacher, Kim, and who we've had on the podcast before, she was like, okay, everybody get and do um, like a minute. Just introduce yourself, do a little mic work, you know, so we can see how you're doing and give you critiques. And uh, Melissa got out there and did a rap. Awesome. It was very entertaining. Right. And it's about motherhood. There you go. And smoking weed. And menstruation. (laughs) (laughs) And masturbation. Hey. All the M's. There you go. Is it about menopause also? (laughs) No, but I need to add that, don't I? But I'm like the only person on the planet that actually enjoyed menopause. So, I mean... You know, no hot flashes or anything. I liked those. Oh, did you? Yes, I like. I really got into them. Have you ever seen Miss Pat, the comedian? No, but I should. I don't think I know who that is. She, Miss Pat. I'm she's write that down. a foul-mouthed, mm-hmm. short black woman with huge tits uh-huh. who talks about. She was uh, talks about how much she hates her granddaughter because she's like, "What do I got to relate to a fucking nine-year-old?" She's like, "I got tits that are 100 degrees." From this menopause, and she's so funny. Yep. You burn two percent more calories when you are having a mm. hot flash, and you also, if you can just accept the fact that you are losing estrogen at that time, your body is burning it up, and you, this is the time to become a horn dog. That's not the right word for a woman, is it? But you know what I'm saying. A coo- cougar slut. Well, for me, in my case, it's the saber, you know, <laughs> because I'm past the cougar age. I think once you hit 45, you've, you're clear sailing into, into Cougar Town for the rest of your life. I'm past, of, I'm long past Cougar Town, honey. <laughs> mm. well, I was about to I'm say, picking uh, up the scraps. I'm picking up the scraps. What was her name from uh, Golden Girls? Um, Blanche. Mm-hmm. Blanche Devereaux. She was fine. Whatever. <laughs> Until what, her hoo-ha fell out. Um, no, nothing, 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 nothing. Well, ladies, what are we <laughs> drinking today? We are drinking La Finca Malbec from Trader Joe's. Yep. That seems to be one of our favorite places to go right now is yep. Trader Joe's. The guy, So we did this podcast a week or two ago, two weeks ago maybe. Yep. And uh, we had went to Trader Joe's. I'm telling mm-hmm. this to Melissa because she's like, what are you talking about? But we, uh, Jennifer and I had gone to Trader Joe's and mm-hmm. this this guy was like, oh, you're going to love this. I don't know what it was. Some drink, some wine. So we bought it. And he's like, if you don't like it, come back tell me and I actually saw him at Trader Joe's I wanted to be like I don't like your wine <laughs> it was terrible but this isn't much better but it's okay. what do you think of it Melissa do you I really like it I, I I actually do I'm surprised that I like it I did not expect that I would like it because it's not too sweet not too dry and I'm not a wine drinker but I'm having a very pleasant experience with it good um, I guess I my wine tasting has pretty much been limited to wine coolers, so I don't have a really, really good background, strong background in this. I'm about to say you should have told me you want a wine cooler. No, right? I don't want a wine cooler. <laughs> I am trying to... Broaden your horizons? Yes. Yeah. Yes, and not get the headache, you know, within 30 minutes. Right. So, that's probably helpful. It's yeah. all that sugar from the yes, wine that's coolers what it is. is what makes That's what I like about this is it's not sugary, and I can feel that I can, uh, I think I'll be able to maintain... Uh, a level here without when we get done we'll we'll introduce you to our favorite box wine okay um when you when melissa and i were talking about coming on the podcast she's like just whatever you got you got a box i'll drink it i was like we do have a box do something a little fancy but now i kind of wish we well probably skip the box because it will remind me of my mother and her last 20 years but it's okay it's okay (laughs) (laughs) it's all good 
Well, Miss Melissa, thank you for coming out well, to join us you. on the podcast. Now, from the five minutes of interaction we've had at class, I know you're a mother of two adult two daughters. Two daughters, 23 and 25. All right. So let's back up and hear mama. Well, I waited almost too long. So I had to do some tricks, you know, try to get pregnant, tried standing on my head, all that kind of stuff. It was not, it was not easy for me to get pregnant. I'm really, um, could never relax for it. You know, just, it was, it was something I felt like I needed to accomplish quickly because I was getting older. I was an older parent, 33 and a half when I had my first one, 35 for my second one. That is a baby compared to what like people are doing nowadays. Yeah. Maybe so, but think about, I mean, it. Maybe nowadays, but you know, there's always that risk. Yeah. Uh, you lose, you have less eggs, and you have a higher risk pregnancy once yeah. you get over forty. And also, my husband was uh, um, much older than I was at the time, so <laughs> um, all of those things together, uh, I was not a good pregnant person. I did, I was, I was, could not wait to have my daughters, and I was insistent that I have nothing but daughters because. Uh, just thought that I would be better suited for daughters. And I did have daughters. I mean, um, what would you have done if you had a boy? I don't know. I don't know. I just remember, uh, my second, uh, child, Abby, when she was born, my mother, when she came out, we didn't know for sure. And my mother saying, Oh, thank God it's a girl. Because <laughs> I just, I, I don't watch football. I'm not into the sports. I'm not into that. Well, I ended up raising an athlete after not lo- thinking that if I had a girl, I wouldn't have to deal with athletics. I was wrong about that. You could have uh, given birth to a delightful little gay boy. I Well, that would, I couldn't get, there was no guarantees That's in that. True. There That's was true. no guarantees. And I just, I will tell you that my older daughter's first day of middle school, I, I, we pulled up, I dropped her off. I said, if there is one piece of advice I could give you. And I said, I just hope you understand when I tell this to you. Get yourself a gay. And I really meant that. Yep. No, it's good advice. Yeah. Very. Yep. Every, every straight woman needs a, well, every woman needs a gay. Yeah. Yep. A nice gay. We can be kind of mean though, so you gotta be well, careful. Well, I don't think gays <laughs> got mean until like, until, I'm saying like, maybe until like 2000. Two thousands. I'm an old I don't, gay. I don't, I don't think I don't think there were used to be mean gays. Were there? Oh, I don't oh, think yeah. there were. Drag queens. <laughs> I was like, you've known many a gay over the, your lifetime. I gay. used to think all gay people had to be nice. I was I was wrong. I know that. Well, I mean, I've never met a mean gay. You haven't? No. But I'm also very like I'm a magnet for the gays, so. I don't She's had like six gay men living with her. Yeah. Not all at once. No, but... not all at once. Over time. I used to call <coughs> my house the house of the wayward gays. They would just Well I would and, find them and then so, they would come move in and then it would so just be like when my, you feed when me? my daughters were in high school, our house was known as the G L B T underground house. There you so go. There that you go. was that you know, was Rainbow uh, Railroad. Right. Yeah. Underground Railroad. Yeah. yeah. So my, my younger daughter played roller derby and was you know, kind of exposed to that to different lifestyles in a younger age and then <clears throat> had an awareness of that. That's and, nice. Uh, so. so 20, let's see, 25 years ago you were a mother. Mm-hmm. Um, that would have been what? That would have been late 90s? 1998, right. 1998. Like before. That's when my daughter was, the uh, year after my daughter was born. Right. Right, right. So what was it like being a... I didn't... Like, we didn't adopt our daughter four years ago. So what was like being a mother in the late 90s? Well, um, I think I was rather a conservative person when she was born. I really do. I think when she came into this world. and But when I, when she came... When I held my daughter, I became every... every the mother of every child. Aww. It changed. I mean, that's how it really felt. I felt really responsible for every child. So it changed me. And, and uh, I had a capacity to love that I think I'd never felt. And it was the first time in my life I can honestly say I cried happy tears. Aww. I can really say that I sat there. You know, they talked to, talk about postpartum depression. I did not have that. I actually cried tears of joy. Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's a good story. Yeah. What um, <clears throat> were you, you said your husband, are you still married to your husband? Unfortunately, my husband uh, died in 2018. Oh, yes, sorry. when my daughter was my younger daughter was in the middle of her senior year of high school, but we got through that and we're okay. We're on the we're on the road to recovery from that. So well, was that plan? Was the pregnancies both pregnancies? Planned? Oh yes, yes. One was um, planned in an office, and one was uh, <laughs> the but the second one actually the second one I was um, I got pregnant the first time. You know. Now, when you say it was planned in office, do you mean you got IVF? Uh, or I, inseminated? It, I, 
Or did y'all fuck in the closet? Inner uterine insemination. That's personal, but yes. (laughs) (laughs) Melissa's a bit of a pistol, so I'm like, I don't know if she means she went to the doctor or she got fucked in the closet at work. She made a deposit. (laughs) I came in later and received that deposit by some kind of... uh, Injection. Yes. Yes. Something like that. Something like that. I mean, if you, like, I don't know you very well, but if you would come in here and said, oh, yeah, my husband told me to come up to work and we had sex in his, like, office, I was like, okay, I could see, I could see that happen. You well, seem like that kind of girl. I had an, <laughs> something, the ovulation predictor kit, and I was, I was doing, I was not doing well with those. I was not making progress. <sighs> um, but um, after I had my, uh, my daughter within um, eight months, I was pregnant again. That was really, Oof. no, it was within six months. No, eight months. 18 months. I'm sorry, I'm getting... No, wait a minute. They're 18 months apart, so that would be... Nine. Nine months. Okay, I'm getting nine months. Yeah, so... And it was very... And when I said I had a positive pregnancy test, because it was so hard for me to get pregnant the first time, people thought I was kind of like making it up, like Um, loony, you know? Thinking that you were pregnant, but you're not really pregnant. Yeah, that I was just saying these things. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pregnant again. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, right you are. Yeah, sure. Yeah, Yeah. Irish twins. Yeah. (laughs) So... So yeah, um, I did not enjoy being a pregnant person. I can tell you that. I know another a lot of women are in love with that feeling, but I did feel like someone was inhabiting my body, and it was it was kind of a very strange feeling to me. I met a lot of women that said they enjoyed pregnancy. That really, much. I yeah, my mom did. Did she? Yeah. I, like I. I, I I don't know, like, you know, all the women I've known, I've tried to, I guess I'd, I haven't done a scientific survey, but, like, I just know so many, I just hear so many horror stories. Yeah. Like, my friend Lindsay got a cyst on her pelvis in the middle of her mm-hmm. uh, pregnancy, and she, the doctor, like, blew her off, because, like, oh, it's just your pelvis stretching. Mm-hmm. And so she got to the point where she couldn't walk, and they had to finally lance it. Oh, and she man. Felt, and I was just like... You know, I just keep hearing stories like that. It's awful. Yeah, doctors yeah. just don't listen to their patients. A lot of comes to stuff like that. I don't. Oh, yeah. They just are like, yeah, sure, whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you do. And you're like, I know my body. There's something wrong. Even mm-hmm. though there, there's a child inside of there's mm-hmm. there's so many horror stories that I've mm-hmm. heard about that, especially with black. Did you have any uh, pregnancy issues besides oh, yes. being uncomfortable? Um, so I had to have something called uh, a cerclage. Yes. What is that? Um, well, I. Um, so I had a miscarriage after I got pregnant naturally the first time. And then so I went, sorry. could not uh, conceive, had the IUI. And I was uh, so worried about uh, losing that babe that I think I practically talked the daughter, doctor into doing sure that would guarantee. He said that I would. And that was sewing my cervix shut so yeah. that I would not have an incompetent cervix. That's kind of a name. They don't ever cop- talk about incompetence, do no, they? they do not. They, just they, they should, because yeah. penises are yes, very incompetent. Right. But, um, oh, I so had like that, the, the cervix they, like entrance was kind of weak and they were... Right, and so it. they, if you Ooh. think about a bag of marbles, that drawstring, that's yeah. essentially what they did. Um, so um, I was induced at 37 weeks. Um, after amniosis to make sure there was lung development. And I was in labor from Thursday until Sunday. Oh, damn. Um, they finally decided, because they would not give me anything for pain. I could not labor in this the pain that I was in. That is they crazy. They would just give me something for pain. If they would just, that I could, and once they, they were finally afraid that if I did not sleep, then when it came time to push, I wouldn't be able to push. So well, finally. Why didn't um, they give you an epidural? Uh, because they think you need to be dilated a certain amount before oh. you get one. And I don't think that that is always the case. That, especially if you're in pain for three days. Right. Well, it's those, um, you know, those, uh, those, the, the Pitocin, the, the things that they give you to. To make you right, yeah, right. dilate. My mom had right. to do that. And yeah. then uh, with my uh, uh, second child, I did not have to have that. It came at 38 weeks, which was good. I was, I wanted to have uh, early babies too because uh, the longer your your baby in you, the bigger risk it is of turning around. I was worried about things happening, yeah. birth injuries, and all gotcha. those. I, after being my age, after losing one, I just didn't yeah, feel like I, I had the time. Were, yeah, it was too hard. It was too hard. Too, too much work. Too stressful. Yes. Yeah. How long was your labor with the second one? It was not very long. We're looking at, we pulled up at 6.30, and it was over by 12.30. Nice. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So that's the one that you can't be like, I was in labor for three right. days right. and right. didn't get paid. Right. No, it wasn't like that at all. <laughs> no, it wasn't like that at all. Well, good. Yeah, so that one was... Uh, Better. Yeah, I guess yeah. maybe things got opened up or something. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> did they have to do the cerclage or whatever you call it? Yeah, the they did the that. One? They did that anyway. Yeah. Um, and that doctor, I had a different doctor. He wasn't too happy about it because he didn't think it was necessary. But 
Um, and it probably, it probably, it might not have been, but I was just not going to be able to relax. Yeah. Until yeah. you knew that yeah. they were staying in there. Right. Yeah, that makes sense, especially right. after losing one. Right. Yeah. That you wanted to make sure that right. they stayed until they were good enough to come out. Right. Well, and it was just, if it, if I'd gotten, maybe I wouldn't have had to do that, but yeah, it wasn't yeah. going to, it was too hard. Yeah. 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 I'm sorry about that. So no other, like, <laughs> no. no other health scares for you, like, uh, you know, preclampsia or anything like that? Uh, nope, nothing else like that. Nothing That's else good. like that. Um, I had really bad uh, morning sickness, so that was another thing. Is It was actually morning, noon, and night sickness, so that was that was tough. For how long, the entire pregnancy? Uh, just... About half of it, yeah, about <sighs> half of it, yeah. That's awful. Right. Pregnancy just sounds, t- I just like, hats off to all women who give birth. It's like, god damn, y'all are tough. Well, I do think maybe younger women maybe handle it a little better. Maybe yeah, so. Maybe regardless it's rough no matter yeah. what it is I just the fact that doctors like dismiss women's pain so often is just like amazing because mm-hmm. it's like y'all have to do so much and put it with so much crap mm-hmm. so yep. hats off to y'all okay so night so you had both your second daughter she was born like 1999 1998 99. and 1999 so they were 18 months apart wow that's a lot of baby it was i loved it i Did loved you? it because I dressed him alike and oh. took him to the mall and to. Are they still close today? They're they're close, but even though they were raised right across the hall from each other, getting the same best of everything, they have two totally different views of life um, and see have outlooks that are just wildly different, which is just amazing. So how are they different? Like one conservative or something? I or? no, I would say one sees the cup is always full and overflowing where the other one is just sees it always just running out you know it's just kind of like (laughs) empty and running out there's just like you know an air of pessimism (laughs) i i guess i guess always stoicism maybe 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 yeah yeah so what was their uh childhood like from like birth to i guess well before tweens i got i got a little weird um so uh, and started trying to uh, pick some parenting from some other places. So I went to Buddhism to look for some a guide to parenting. I looked for the book Siddhartha. Have you ever heard of the book Siddhartha? It's about the first Buddha. It's okay if you haven't, but it's about the first Buddha and what he did to become a Buddha. And I misinterpreted the book and what it meant. And so I tried to raise my children on what I thought the book was about, but it wasn't really about that. So I thought that my children did not need to be exposed to anything bad ever. Nothing bad. They couldn't hear news. They couldn't hear anything, any watch anything bad on TV. Nobody was going to be ugly to them. No right. bad stories. Everything was going to be good, 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 good. Magic world, magic world, magic world. And the first time my daughter goes <laughs> to someone's house, the television news is on, and she hears about kidnap. And she, had, those words were not in her language. Uh, was it a culture shock? Yeah, it was. And I misunderstood that the whole purpose of the book was he was, I thought that he became such a, a Buddha because he did not suffer because he was a prince. No, he became a, a Buddha because he became aware of people suffering out when he, when he, you know, left the castle and became aware of the people that live in the streets. But I think that, I thought that it was, what made him so good and generous is that he was not exposed to anything evil in his life when he was growing up. Gotcha. Well, that's that kind of makes things, sense. That's where I got it backwards. Well, I mean, at least they had a few years where they didn't have anything bad happen. I, I wouldn't mean, even let him watch Bambi. I mean, it always had to have a good end. Good ending. Gotcha. I mean, Bambi is pretty traumatizing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I mean, half the, the crap we grew up on as Gen Xers is just like, yeah. oh, good God. Yeah. Like Old Yeller and Bambi and... Yep. Never any story. Mm-hmm. Water shut down. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Horrible shows. Yeah. Well, I mean, I like them, but. Oh, yeah, but they're very drama. They're like. Oh, drama. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you're going to deal with death today. Oh, yeah. So. And I think kids should, in a. Yes, I way, think they should too. And, and especially, I felt that way when they went to elementary school and the first time they were bullied, and I had not that. Right. I could have done a lot better. I, I mean, I should have practiced bullying my children, tell you. <laughs> I should have. I swear, I should have. We should have gotten to some routines because that stuff happens and they did not know. yeah i mean jennifer and i bully our children so all I the time that... i call him an <laughs> asshole all the time. yeah we, bullying has been interesting with kalia because she's such a tender-hearted person but she mean yeah oh she mean <laughs> like she she's like she cannot handle it if you tease her back but she will be like we have a friend named chris and um he made her cry and i was like chris why are you making my baby cry and he's like 
Well, she was making fun of the mole on my nose. Listen. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you can't cry about bullying when you're being a little bully yourself. Right. So, they were... I would assume, though, there was, like, consequences and you weren't spoiling them. Just you were trying to protect them from, like, negative... Oh, they were very good. They were so sweet. They were very good. They were very responsive to having, you know, things happy all the time and sharing. And it was it was really ideal. It was ideal, I think. I think that's fine. I yeah. don't think mm-hmm. protecting them from that kind of stuff. Especially, like, you know, if you relax as they got older. Mm-hmm. I don't think you should beat yourself over right. that. Mm-mm. Ma'am. Okay. <laughs> So what were their tweens like? Like twelve, like ten. Okay, to... so they totally became uh, totally engrossed in Japanese anime, which I allowed them to do because um, because I uh, I use a lot of uh, rock and roll philosophy when I when they were little, like um, so they didn't understand something why they couldn't get it. I would say, well, there was this uh, famous philosopher Mick Jagger who said you can't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he actually repeated it two times to make a point. Yeah, he said it two times. You can't, but if you. Try some time. You might find you get what you need. The same with the Japanese anime. It was Bob Dylan mm-hmm. and Mothers and Fathers Across the Land. Don't criticize what you don't understand. Your sons and your daughters are beyond your command. The times they are the changes. So I didn't really understand why they were gravitating toward this. But I didn't think, uh, since, since it did not seem inherently dangerous, I thought I should let them do it. And, yeah. and it was a positive experience for them. Um, they learned a lot, a lot. They learned a lot. Good. Yeah, yeah. a lot, a lot. Now, did y'all live, y'all, they grew up here in Huntsville, right? Yes, they uh, went, uh, we lived in Harvest at the time. They went to uh, Spartan High School. Oh, okay, that's not too far from here. How, how far of a drive was it for you this afternoon? Oh, I don't live, I live in Huntsville now. Oh. Okay. I was, I'm, we're a mile and a half from each other, honey. <gasps> Practical yeah, neighbors. Yeah, yeah oh, you y'all just gotta get to know each hop, other a lot skip, more. and jump over that uh, bridge over there. So, Heck you yeah. can pick up the place, you can pick up some snacks for us on the way, and you're right in my neighborhood. Nice. That's awesome. Close. That's awesome. Um, so what were their what was junior high like for them? That was tough. That was tough. Um, because um junior high is not a happy place. Oh, it is awful. the worst place. And if if I had to do that one over again, I am telling you, I would not I would just have skipped those years and go from elementary school to high school and let them watch TV. I think it would have been the same. I'm not kidding you. I don't think they even needed to go to school. That was not, that is a time where kids are just psycho. I don't know if it's the hormones or what, and the teachers really seem to hate their jobs in middle school or at that middle school they did. That was Monrovia <laughs> Middle School. It was, it, they were in, they were, they were into paddling there, not the girls, but I think that's weird when principals are into the paddling. Yeah. Thing. I just think that's a little. My high school. My mom was like, right. I think they still can do corporal punishment. But they have to ask permission. Yeah, they have to ask permission. Yeah. But, yeah. I just know. Yeah. What was your philosophy on spanking? Did y'all ever spank? No, we did not believe in hitting our children. That's how we felt, that people are not for hitting for any reason. It's just not a good thing to do. Uh, I'm not saying that... Uh, it it probably does work. It probably does work, but I guess I couldn't bring myself to do it because I I mean my parents didn't spake that much, but it was traumatic for me. I just did you know I'm bigger than you, so therefore I get to hit you. That's what it, hitting says. It's hitting. Yeah. Wherever you look at it, it's hitting. Okay. Yeah. We I I think Jay and I agree. Well, I don't know. I think we agree on this one, but it's like to me, it's like I don't want to te- I don't want to model a behavior. That I don't want to see in the kids. Right. Yeah. Right. So I'm like, I'm I'm scared to like spank Kalia because it's like, well, a I'm like at the height of my emotions, so hard. Right. But also, b I don't want to model to her. It's like, oh, if I'm mad, I'm gonna strike out. Right. So. Well, um, then I also Wesley told me to hit him because I adopted. So uh-huh. he was like, hit me, get it over. Like, oh yeah, we're definitely because my mom did. My mom whooped me one time that I know of, and yes, it was traumatic, and I never did it again, but. It wasn't something that I grew up. I grew up with harsh punishments. Like I had to sit around a table and watch all kinds of kids have fun. Cause my mom kind of oh, no. like babysat like for the army. No. And so she would get kids in the morning and get kids in the evening. So she would make me sit there and then she'd make it extra fun. Let's all color and have oh, some no. ice cream. And I had to just sit there. So my punishment was a lot worse to me than being just spanked one time and then don't do it again. So I do that to him and he doesn't like it at all. Oh, wow. <laughs> so I guess I was all, always just I just I just didn't want I didn't want to ruin their time I did I wanted them to be happy so bad yeah I mean yeah. and that may be too much um but you said they were good so yeah, they yeah, didn't they really were. need they, to have the punishments yeah, if they're good true. they were better than 
they were certainly better than I was in high school and certainly more responsible than I was in college. So what can I say? Right, I mean, you raised them well. Um, but I did have one interesting spanking story to tell you. This is kind of, this is kind of, uh, it's kind of blue, this little story. So I have the original Little House on the Prairies, uh, the 13 the set book, Lauren Ingle Wilder's books that I got when I was in um, grade school. The original, paper, first time ever in paperbacks. Okay? Oh, wow. And there is in one of the books... Paul takes Laura out to the barn mm -hmm. and whips her with a belt. Mm -hmm. Okay. Whoa. I did not know this, but my older daughter asked my younger daughter to hit her with a belt so she could know what it felt like. Oh, now, I thought wow. that was a little weird after reading <laughs> that. Don't you think that's a little weird? Well, I guess if you never experienced it. You want to experience what Laura went through. Because, I mean, you get engrossed in those books. Like, right. if you're a re really, like, avid reader and your imagination is really, like, think, you know, let me see what this feels like because I've never experienced it before. Yeah. Luckily, well, it wasn't, you know, that Laura went and shot meth because yeah. then your daughter would have been like, let's go try some yeah. meth. That's true. That's true. <laughs> unless it wasn't something, like, really inappropriate. Like, Paul touched Laura or something right, like that. Yeah. Right, right. <laughs> so, it could have been worse. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that yeah, I just thought that was just a bit of, I just don't quite get this, you know, that seemed a little bizarre. Well, kids, kids are, are kids. weird. Yeah, I yeah know. they're fucking right. weird. They yeah, do weird strange. stuff. All that stuff, yeah. <laughs> and you, you look back and you're like, why the fuck did you do that? Like, mm -hmm. you know, so, you know, that's probably what she was experimenting. Yeah. I mean, like, Kalia's such a wimp. I cannot imagine her ever doing that. Like, she... Oh, God, but well, she's been whipped before, so I don't think she would ask. Yeah, because her mom has whooped her yeah, before. Yeah, her mom has whooped her before. But so. I love her, but I'm like, girl, come on. It's toughening it up. <laughs> I feel bad for her because I'm like, um, her mom kind of taught her to be afraid of bugs. Oh, really? Yeah. And she, it gets a little over the top sometimes. Yes, oh, so. I hear. And um, I I don't know. I, I think if we had raised her from birth, it probably wouldn't right, be as bad. Right. But like nowadays, I'm just like, chill out and deal with it and that is true that you do put that imprint yep. on your child don't you yeah i did the same thing with my children in mayonnaise so it's like yeah they something okay there's that. a story there when you well i do one. not like mayonnaise i'm just like mayonnaise like, oh, oh, you know <laughs> get it off the table get it away from me and they're just the same way now so that's, okay. yeah i need to do something to no work. just pull the microphone a little closer closer okay there, perfect there we go um so i don't like mayonnaise either so i understand it, i'm not that to the extent of like get it off the table because they like it but yeah. i don't like i mean it. it's raw eggs and oil i mean what well my mom raised me on miracle whip Ugh, so that's even that's the extent uh, that's usually no. the you either uh, like uh, it or you don't and mm -hmm. i think it's the same for mayonnaise it's what you grew up with yeah i just didn't like it yeah my my mom got me into not liking spiders okay. so that i took me a while to get not afraid of spiders kind of like spiders actually i like big spiders not little spiders but i like big spiders because big spiders you can kind of keep an eye on them they don't scurry so much it's Little spiders scurry. I like wolf spiders. I think that's very cool. We had a wolf spider that's actually... Oh. I, I can kill them if I have to or trap them and release them right. if I can. That's the extent of how much I like spiders. I've gone over my arachnophobia right. doing this, but it's, mm -hmm. you know, yeah, I can't like have one as a pet. I was about to say, when you're a mom, you kind of have to, especially suck a single up. mom. You have like to suck it up. <laughs> okay, okay, I got my big girl panties on. Yes, and, and do whatever you have to do. But I try not to have any fears around West because I don't want him to read off my body energy and say, oh, I don't like that because of that. So mm -hmm. I have him, if I don't like something, like I don't like something to eat, I was like, you try it, see if you like it. Mm -hmm. Mama doesn't particularly like this, but you might love it. Mm -hmm. So that's what I, I try to go with that philosophy. Were you girls picky eaters at all? Um, yes. Well, one was and one was not. My, uh, my uh, younger daughter uh, did not like bread or sandwiches or meat or normal the normal things that most kids huh. like and so we could never pack her a sandwich for lunch or anything and not only is it was more of a um texture yes she didn't want to touch the bread like when mm -hmm. we, we noticed it when she was like three we went to feed ducks she was fine with feeding the ducks crackers but then 
when we gave her the bread. She went, ah! And that, yeah, it was, it was. Was she ever diagnosed with autism? We think we're, they're probably, you know, there's something like that. Somewhere on the spectrum. But, but yeah. yeah. So, uh, anyway, uh, she at lunch in kindergarten, I came to visit her one day and she was sitting by herself and I was very surprised and her teacher said, she is sitting by herself because she wants to because she doesn't like what other people are having for lunch. Their lunch bothers her. So she's, but she's okay now. She can, she'll eat bread now. She'll eat a piece of bread. She doesn't go, she hasn't still haven't had a sandwich, but she'll pick up, she would eat a piece of bread if you said, here, eat this. She could do it. Okay. Yeah. She still doesn't eat steak or um, has never had a hamburger. Is she vegetarian? Nope. She's not. This is all just something she did um, as a child. And like, uh, I guess I could have tried to force it, but I just was not going to get into those issues. I was going to say, I don't think any kid's going to be hurt by not eating red meat. No, I mean, we didn't, we never did the sit down and finish this until you sit here and you get nothing else because she would have not eaten anything else. And that's the truth. (laughs) I just felt like she was good enough. 95% of the areas. Why just, just let her have this one thing, you know? Yeah. I don't see why. As long as she eats something. Yeah. Yeah, And she actually was really interesting that her choices of food naturally were very uh, good. Her her favorite foods, you know, growing up were refried beans and salsa, and chips and um, and popcorn and uh, only one type of chocolate. So she had a, she had narrow food choices, but she was very well, there you go and chose healthy things. So it just just was not uh, it it turns off other people, but it never really bothered me. So yeah, and I mean, as long as they eat, that's yeah. all that matters. I mean, like I you know I always hear about these girls with eating disorders, and you like especially. Um, Control. They want control over yeah. their bodies. So this is not a like, col- kudos to you. Yeah, it wasn't a weight or because I I told them early on both of them I said if you ever this is really not good this is not good to say yes I'm a bad parent <laughs> I know it you're on the right podcast there's no way that you girls with our heredity will even get close to being anorexic do not even try <laughs> there is just no way if you stop eating for a month you might lose a couple pounds you are. It's just don't even try. So they didn't. Well, there you go. There you go. I don't think that's bad parents. <laughs> yeah. You know your genetics. <laughs> I mean, just so. So. <laughs> so, how, so how was high school then? Were they uh, well? So my daughter, uh, my older daughter, started dating kind of young, um, and I wasn't particularly crazy about him, but I was afraid if I protested. Um, that that would only draw her closer to yeah. him. Yeah. And she did inch- eventually break it off. It took a lot longer than I hoped it would, but she did. Um, my uh, younger daughter, she always makes the joke that she peaked in high school, and uh, she had she they enjoyed high school more than anything. I think. And they went to so Sparkman. What, Sparkman High School. Mm-hmm. Where did they go to middle school? Was it Sparkman? And Monrovia Middle School. Monrovia. Okay. Yeah. When Zay and I were looking for this house, we kind of looked out in that area and really loved. Mm-hmm. So. Were they pretty good schools for the most part? I think for the area, probably so. Um, one was in band and one was in the creative writing program. She was uh, actually uh, was the first student at Spartman High School to ever make a finalist for Poetry Out Loud. But then she became first in the state, her first attempt. Nice. Her first poem that she ever wrote on the school bus on the way to school wow that morning got first in the state poetry out loud competition yeah and it was a poem uh called daggers and and she talks about being the poem and she said that her mother gave her her voice of daggers. So wow, yeah. got a rapper and a poet in the family. Mm-hmm. That's just awesome. And a stand-up comic. Yeah, there well, we go. I, a budding. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> only um, yeah, only a couple hours into the career now. Well, <laughs> we're putting it out there. You're yeah. going to be a stand-up comic. We're going to be like, we know her when. That's right. She's in her first class. I've been looking for a writing partner. So you and me, ma'am. There you go. There we go. So, any drama in high school? No, like, pregnancy scares? Oh, no, no, um, no. uh, Now, I think it was in middle school that I found a bunch of little miniature bottles in my daughter's alcohol. Liquor? Liquor? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And I went, oh, yeah. (laughs) He went ballistic, yeah. And I pulled my younger daughter, Abby, aside and said, 
We're gonna have to go and find her. She's, no, she hasn't, Mom. I swear to you, she has not. She's been picking up those empty bottles. <laughs> oh, sister was covering for a she, sister. No, she actually had been collecting those empty bottles wherever she could find them on the street corner. She liked the little bottles. Oh my God. They're oh, empty. Bless her. So she liked I mean, the little bottle. Can that I have a child like that, please? And thank you. Come on She now. liked the little bottles. Oh, that is So it was okay, so we didn't have to do it. So that was kind of... Funny, not funny, but it was funny. No, it's funny. <laughs> but, yeah, you just find all these empty bottles, little bottles of liquor, and she she knew right where to pick them up, where I guess people, you know. Shot them and dumped them. Yeah. Yeah, that's hilarious. I think my my biggest fear with Kalia is she gets older, because her mom was scared thinking of her getting in high school as soon as you hit the high school doors. So, my older daughter uh, got her arm thing. Oh, uh, Depper Rivera? Yeah. And I don't think, I'm not sure that that was the best choice. I'm, I, I think it was, it might not have been a health, the healthiest decision, really, for her. I might, there might have been other better choices than yeah. that. Um, it's also 15 years ago, probably. Right. Uh, yeah. Well, so, well, she was 15. So maybe seven or eight years ago. I mean, yeah. I think that there's other, I think maybe just pills would probably have been better oh, okay. for her. How was it? We just had Kalia just started her period. Yes. How was it when your daughter started? Okay, so my older daughter started when she was. I'm gonna try to say this right. I'm gonna try to say she was 11 and a half, but this is what happened within two weeks. My other daughter started 18 months younger. Wow. Yes, and she was convinced that it's still convinced to this day that it was because of the two of us and the sinking up. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, and that was terrible. It was terrible because she was a little girl. Oh, she's about nine or ten. Yeah, nine time. years old. Yeah. And when I told her teachers, teachers just blown away, and she was my daughter was upset. I didn't blame her. Yeah, yeah, I don't blame Clea. Because she's nine and she's on it. We're synced up. So when I'm about, I'll tell him, hey, I'm about to take my last pill. We're going to start this week. Because I don't have it as much with me being on the pills. And she has it for like the full week. And she's already had to learn at nine years old, oh, you can't go swimming unless you. And what nine-year-old needs that? Right. You know, that's that's hard. Right. And so... Then there, there lies the question, what has happened here? Why it caused it the hormones in the chicken? Is it, what <laughs> yeah. is it? Is it MTV? No, it's not MTV. It's the games. What is it? Is right. It... And it's just life because uh, her mom started early as well. Right. So it's just, it, it's not anything I don't think in the food or yeah. in life. It's just you don't think natural. So? I don't you think don't. so. Okay. Yeah, I think it's natural. Yeah, because we don't, like, we don't, I, I think, for Kalia especially, I think it was, like, it was just, because she was developing even yeah. before she started period. Well, like, she got boobs. Well, that's called been... precocious puberty, you yeah. know, and that's, you know, that's so. what that's called. And, and I, I don't know if it, there's, it's subject matter that that's being discussed is whether it is what's brought this about so i don't know maybe it's good nutrition because you think about like in the 1800s and 1900s maybe it delayed poor nutrition and poor health care delay the onset um well i do know like for i've heard now i'm like i can't quote a study or anything but i've heard for black girls they do tend to start younger i don't sure not but i don't think we'll ever know just and then the syncing up could possibly have been for right. your youngest daughter or it could have just been that was it, her time it was really just it was just like oh. but she... there's also but in, in addition to the birth control you have got to make sure they know to rip and roll before they rumble because yeah. there's you they don't need to deal with that they don't need to deal with the consequences of that mm-hmm. yeah we were my i've been big brothers big sister talking to my little not necessarily like sex but just like well when it got appropriated the condom and they even called me a few years back you got it mm-hmm. right there she gets to that age, and it's like, we're going to have plenty of plan B in the house. Uh-huh. It's like, you're going to be, uh, we're not going to be pregnant. She's told me before she's a lesbian. Pray to God that continues. Let me taste. My daughter has a lesbian friend who got pregnant and had to have special medication. So you don't, it can happen. Oh. <laughs> Melissa, don't break my heart. <laughs> don't, don't. Well, there's the experimenting again. Yeah, you know. I was like, just take they, it up the ass. <laughs> You don't have to worry about it. Yep. It's God's holy door. That's, that's right. That's right. That's the holy hole. Yep. <laughs> so you're, uh, where did you got, 
your daughters go to college because they're both out of college now. Right. right? Well, yeah. one is still in college, but she's in the seven-year plan. My other daughter graduated from UAH what? just in seven, June. What's well, she started plan? at UNA and she wanted to be a math and chemistry major, but then she decided to go into social work, and that was at Calhoun. But now she's at Athens State in logistics. But she works full time at the Target Distribution Center okay. in logistics there. So. So she's just indecisive. What'd you say? <laughs> she's just indecisive. Yeah, but she is, I mean, she is working toward completing her degree actively, and she's, um, uh, and also, she's also lived independently since she was about 20. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. We're trying to launch our uh, 23-year-old son now. Right. It's hard because it's so expensive out there. Mm-hmm. I don't, I, yeah, I was thinking back, back about how much it was when I was, you know, in my early 20s oh I was like gosh. Oh, so two to three hundred dollars a month rent is what I paid I when I first moved to Huntsville my apartment was three hundred thirty dollars a month yeah. and that same apartment's a thousand bucks a month now yeah and it's not very nice it wasn't yeah. nice then it's not nice now yeah what? I I was like I'm renting this shithole that didn't have like central heat and air had two bedrooms uh I could see through the like there was a hole in the wall that I could see outside so there's no insulation right all this stuff I was like <laughs> look why the fuck am I spending $600 a month on rent when I could go buy a house and it's cheaper to buy than it is to rent? Right. And so I did that in my 20s. And that that was good. And you know what's hard is that the, if you think that way now, the interest rates are oh, yeah. the roof. Oh, yeah. So yeah. Any, it's just like you. It's one is about the same as the other yeah. now. Yeah. And we're with base stuff her. We're becoming a renter's nation. So it's, yeah. uh, but it's, Seems like it's throwing away a lot of money. It is. Well, then that's what I was thinking. $1,600, $1,800 a month for an apartment. Yeah, some of them only studios. Yep. They're a little bitty. Just mm-hmm. not enough room for nothing. Right. And it's, I, I was just like, you know, I have a dog. I want a backyard. I, mm-hmm. You know, I want all this stuff. And then all these people can come move in with me. Because I ended up buying a four-bedroom house when I had a one roommate. And I was like, well, I don't know why I did, but now I do. Because I have my son, and it's lasted me forever. And, you know, it's almost paid off now. Right. So it's like, it's a decision. good decision. It was know? a really good decision. Yeah. It's one, it, home ownership during the right time was something to be proud of, yeah, right? Yeah, It's getting unobtainable, though. Yeah, That's right. I feel sorry. Like, I don't know if Justin will afford anything unless we, like, inherit from us. Yeah. But... Well, when you think about the, the, the cost of the houses have gone up so much. I mean, ours has almost tripled in value in the last four or five years. And then the interest rates going through the roof, that makes a, a 10%, 20% down payment just huge. Yeah. Yeah. Our, ours is almost doubled in cost in the, since we bought it in eight, 19, no, not, yeah, 19. And I think it's like doubled in value almost. I, I, we're not going anywhere because yeah. it's like we got this low ass interest rate. So I'm right, like, I'm not right. Sh- There's no anywhere. reason. Yes, yeah. who can who can do that? I mean, I don't yeah. know who can do that. Um, yeah, we for them we're lucky. <sighs> but I feel sorry for them kids. Bad. I will say, with Huntsville, we are at least better than the majority of the nation because it is it is still relatively cheaper to live here. If we were in Atlanta or oh, yeah. Nashville, mm-hmm. like, I have a coworker that lives in Atlanta, and him and his partner probably make over 160,000 a year mm-hmm. where anywhere in Atlanta metro area that's mm-hmm. crazy you move out to Huntsville because yeah. like you could you'd be like super rich yeah you could buy it's a like, mansion you, here yeah, <laughs> and that's what's happened with all these California transplants that have come here and mm-hmm. and and purchased they you know with their money and from their mm-hmm. house in California yeah. what about so your older your younger daughter's the one still in college she graduated in June. My older daughter is still in college and uh, lives she, in Huntsville. She's this on the seven-year plan. Right. Okay. So the younger one... Oh, Jennifer. No. no okay. Just... Sorry. Jennifer was like... Just My younger one graduated in June and she's a software engineer. <gasps> Where um, at? Um, for Napa Auto Parts. And she's... It's headquartered in Marietta. <laughs> and she is getting in the process of moving out now. Oh, okay. And is going to be moving toward Atlanta very um, soon. I was amazed she moved to Atlanta because there's so much software development in there. Well, she just wanted know, to get out of town. No, she was, well, this is really strange. She was committed to not being part of the defense industry or uh, that type yeah. of work. Uh, this is, that's what she decided. So, But even still, there's still, like, there's several, um, <clears throat> um, like, I, I just left a job, not just, but like two years ago, left a job with a private software mm-hmm. company. 
Well, she actually worked at home since <laughs> June, and they didn't realize that she was not actually there. <laughs> so she she started working with them part. She went on an internship last summer. Did really fabulous. They said they wanted her to work part time. She said, "Give me till January because I have this some tough classes in the fall." She started working from home in January before she graduated, and she was. Uh, then they put her on full time in June, and then last month she came there for a meeting, an all hands meeting, and they said, well, "Where's your office?" She said, "Phil." They said, "But but where's your office here?" They did not know that she was not leaving there because she was doing her work on the other side on, on her computer, well, I mean, getting it done. But uh, she thinks that the move will be good to, for her uh, to uh, to make a presence in the company. Yeah. So yeah. she wants to try. She thinks she'll be back. She loves Huntsville, but she thinks she'll be back. Good for her. Yeah. I was like to say Marietta. It's like on the outskirts of Atlanta. Yeah, yeah. it is, and it's really kind of a cute place. It's yeah. it's really so. cute. It's well, suburban, isn't it? I think. What? Suburban, like suburbs. Yeah, it's like north and... suburbs, I think. Well, yeah. they've got a south? place called the Battery. I would, well, it's, it's just, I can't, it's this side of Atlanta, I think. Maybe it's northwest. I'm not really yeah. in the direction. I've so. heard of it, but I just <laughs> yeah. have never. Yeah. Good for her. Yeah. So, but sad for you because then she's moving yeah, out. Yeah, because, so she just broke up with her boyfriend of seven years. She's had the same boyfriend since she was 16. Wow. And um, this Did was. Did you like him? He was very nice. He okay. was very nice. He was he was um, always very nice, always very polite. He was very nice. But it was probably a good thing for her that it was this was time that they could see that they were places they'd never had another boyfriend or girlfriend before. Yeah. yeah. And um, this was this was a good reason. Yeah, definitely. My my one of my really good friends. She told her son when he graduated high school, "Look, y'all need to break up. Spend at least a year apart." go you know sow your wild oats and if right. it's meant to be it's meant to be right. and if it's not then you know but right. don't stick with the same person because it's just comfortable yes yes and she never sowed her wild wild oats at all in college because it was a tough curriculum at uah right it was very hard and she i was going out partying while she was stuck at home and yeah. so um it was difficult and she paid attention she did a lot better than what than i could have done <coughs> Um, she deserves a chance. To. Definitely. Now, yeah. when was she at UH? She was at UAH, uh-huh. No, which years? Just, uh, she, she just graduated in June, uh-huh. Oh, okay. Because I was about to say, we may have been in classes together because I was taking grad class, like, grad, those, those some of the classes that are, like, senior level right. and grad classes in the computer science department. She but, had trouble with statistics, um, that, some kind of, some kind of statistics. I don't know what it caused, but she... It was difficult. Multi-layer statistics or something yeah. dimensional or whatever. Multivariate. That's actually my master's is in statistics. So that's Wow. <laughs> I'm actually helping Miss Jennifer through her math class at the moment yep. at uh, Calhoun. Yep. And I'm taking accounting too as well. And yeah. it's, it's shit. I don't like it. But she's working her ass off and doing good. I am. Well, I only have three more classes till I graduate. Awesome. So I so got math and then accounting too and then one more and then I'll have my associates finally. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, so... My mom had my brother when I was 18, mm-hmm. so I had just graduated high school, and mm-hmm. instead of going to college, I decided to help my mom out and help raise my little brother, because mm-hmm. I didn't want him to go to uh, daycares where they he can't tell us if they've touched him, or, you know, mm-hmm. I've just heard too many horror stories, mm-hmm. and I was just really scared about that, so for the first two years of his life, it was me and my mom, and then I decided to go out on my own when I was about 20, and I didn't go back to school, because I was like, you know, okay, I got a full-time job, I'm hanging out with my friends, I'm partying, and he was 18, he had just graduated high school, and he was like, hey, will you take me to Calhoun to help me register? And I was like, yeah, sure, no problem. And I was 38, mm-hmm. and I was like, you know what? I bet you I could do this. Let's see if I can do this, because mm-hmm. I'm in a good place. i am got a full-time job. Let's see if I can mm-hmm. still learn, right? right? So, yeah, 38, I started Calhoun with my little brother. Mm-hmm. I registered as well, and he's already graduated, and I've just been trying. I've been paying out of pocket, mm-hmm. and work will pay for half of mm-hmm. my books and everything, my supplies mm-hmm. in the class if I get a C or above. Right. And so I've just been working through COVID, kind of stopped it for a couple years. So mm-hmm. a two-year degree has taken me like five years, mm-hmm. but it, in the end, I'll have done it with no debt. Right. So that's what Wonderful. I'm doing. Oh, that's amazing. That's yeah. another big change. Yeah. So that's what I'm doing right now because mm-hmm. I didn't want to be in debt. Right. And I'm, I'm like, I got a full-time job. Why should I be in debt? You know, that's it shouldn't be that hard to go to school. Right. And it didn't used to be. 
Nope. When I graduated from Alabama in 87, I think the tuition was getting close to like $900 a semester or something like that. Right. And 200 Jesus for books. Christ. And uh, it, you, it, that was pricey to write out a check for that much, but it didn't bankrupt your family. It was family. doable. Right, yeah. right. Um, and, but things have changed so much when you think about how Alabama has changed, Tuscaloosa has changed, UAH has changed, all about building and yep. building yep. and building I was going to say, you got to pay Bear Bryant his uh, $20 million contract yeah. or whatever. I don't know who the Alabama coach is. Uh, Nick Saban. Nick, thank you. Well, when was Bear Bryant? But supposedly long, they bring in ago. more money than ever, but so I don't know what, draw, but there's also the board of trustees. It's a lot of people with their hands in the cookie jar. Pot. Yep. 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 Definitely. And it's just crazy that. It is because it's not about education. No. It's not about education. No. It's, it's about. And how many kids have graduated and are not using their degree to have a damn job? They're doing other shit because they can't get a job in whatever degree and they're still having to pay for the. It's just right. I think it's right. ridiculous. So it I have be that way. I have a friend that's about to start drawing social security, and she was concerned about having her student loan payments <laughs> pulled out of her social security. She got forgiven because of the what is it? If you've made twenty or twenty five years of payments or something uh, like yeah. that, whatever that was. So she one, got yeah. that, but she was facing having because of the heightened mm-hmm. and. They only let you consolidate one time. And, and was, life just mm-hmm. doesn't let right. you have, you have to pay for other stuff. You have right. to live. And it's hard. That's just ridiculous. And I don't know if people that are older than me really understand it's not the same. It's not this thing about, well, if I did it, you can do it. No, it's yeah. not the same. No. It's there's, not the same. No. There's a creep in the, there's a creep in the price and the difficulty. And it's yeah. like, you kind of live in a bubble and you don't. Right. I have to deal with it. Yep. Are your girls, are they on scholarships? Are they paying out of pocket? How well, do they do theirs? My younger daughter, she had lots of scholarships. Um, she started out with, I mean, Redstone gave her an enormous one, but she got several scholarships, and UAH gave her some too, and she was also a, a TA there. Uh, my older daughter, she did get some scholarships, not as much, but... She is also, uh, through her work, is help pay for her well, that's as well. Good. So they won't be in, in right. too much debt right. when, when right. one I, just I think they have less than $20,000 each in loans. That's good. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Right. Considering it's like $60,000 just for like one right. semester. Right. <laughs> yeah. I know it's not, but it feels that way. It, well, I think you got that number because Jennifer and I were looking at uh, military boarding schools last yeah. weekend. And <laughs> the $50,000 a year tuition for oh, wow. boarding schools. Yeah. Like wow. Yeah. Yep. Well, I think this is a good uh, segue time. Yeah. So um, for all 11 of our listeners, Hi, Mom. If, if you have any funny stories about your kids. Or if you need some bad parenting advice or have any ideas for topics. Please email us at guide to poor parenting at gmail.com. Now, ladies, what, have we been, uh, what are we having for snack time? Chocolate covered mm. Oreos is what mm. I've been eating on. And y'all have right been now. eating on pumpkin seeds, but... Jennifer doesn't do pumpkins, so <laughs> I am not that kind of white girl. <laughs> Zane and I went to uh, Helen, Georgia with our, my mom two weekends ago, and uh, there's a store called like Hansel and Gretel's Candy Shop, mm-hmm. and we were walking around. Oh, I want to get something. I saw the chocolate-covered Oreos. That's good. And I got you something. How was the, the chocolate thing I got you? Was that any good? Me and Wesley, Wesley and I, sorry, have been eating them for dessert. So he gets one and I get one, and so far, so good. I've okay. really enjoyed them, and he hasn't really complained about them, so I think he likes them. You know, he doesn't really react to, to much. I ask him if it's good, you know, kind of thing. So, <laughs> But, yeah, um, I've been sharing because uh, I can't keep lots of stuff in the house because he'll just sneak it, so... Uh-huh. That keeps stays in my room, and I bring it out after dinner. I'm like, here's your, get one piece, and I get a piece, and that's what we do. Let's <laughs> say, have you gotten rid of all your liquor bottles out of the house? No, but okay. they're all op- uh, closed. Okay. You have all the open ones. He has, uh, all the other ones, excuse me, are closed, so I would know. Oh. Yeah, we're, uh, Wesley's been, uh, her side of getting into things he shouldn't, so okay. we're uh, trying to get uh, open bottles of liquor over here, and yep. we 
we've had to lock start locking our door, stole some money from us. So mm-hmm. like, Ugh. Yeah, so but he's just he's twelve and he has ADHD, so he doesn't think. He just grabs right. and then oh, I what should I have done mm-hmm. instead of you know thinking about the consequences before he even does it. Right. So yeah. I'm just trying to get so like all his medicines are in my room. I have a camera in my room, my door stays locked, and I just, you know, have to kind of hide everything mm-hmm. from him so that way he won't try to go into there. Because he opened up one of his ADHD pills the other day and blamed it on me for it spilling everywhere. And I was like, how is that my fault? You're opening it. You know you don't open it. Mm-hmm. You st- stay closed and then you take it. So mm-hmm. At least he wasn't snorting it. Well, that's true. <laughs> that's very, very, very true. But still, it's... It's frustrating because, yeah. you know, you would think a 12-year-old would know better, but right. sometimes doesn't act like he's 12, so. Well, uh, Miss, Miss, Miss Melissa, we've had our snack. Uh, now it's story time. Do you okay. have any fun or yeah. embarrassing or yeah. cool stories? Well, yeah, kind of fun, embarrassing, cool. What's okay, got? so one of the things that I, this is also kind of, a, it's, it's bad parenting. I, I know I should have done this, but I did it anyway. And I knew what I was doing. One of the things that I used to enjoy doing with my daughters when they were, say, in middle school, was we'd go through the drive-thru at Burger King, and then we would go sit in the parking lot of Jimmy's Lounge and watch the men that came in and out of Jimmy's Lounge while we ate our dinner. <laughs> so for people who are not from Huntsville, Jimmy's Lounge is a strip club? Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so it, I just loved hearing the comment. It just would crack me up hearing their comment. That... He's got to be a grandma. I mean, grandpa. I mean, he is he really here to look at boobs? I mean, yes, <laughs> yes. And I just, I had a blast. They just look. They could not believe that there were men going there to look at boobs. How old were they? That that was in middle school. Okay. Middle school, maybe. Yeah, but hilarious. then, then one of them had a uh, middle school birthday party and. I got everyone in my middle, my in the minivan for the party, and not only did they get to come and watch people coming <laughs> in and out of Jimmy's lounge, oh my God, but I <laughs> let each one of them have a get out of the car, get a picture of them posing, pushing the door open to Jimmy's lounge. That is hilarious. <laughs> in middle school, that so is that hilarious. was. But they, I mean, they didn't go in; just push the door open like they were going in. That oh is, God, yeah. that's hilarious. Well, so, <laughs> have you ever taken them to a strip club? No, and older? I think that I I don't know that they've ever been. I honestly, my my children were more. I don't want to say the word more reserved than I was. I think. Okay. <laughs> yeah. They were good at two shoes. Right. Right. They were, they were, um, I think, um, yeah, I think they were. I think the only thing that would have made that story even more funny is if they would have been like, that's my <coughs> science teacher. <laughs> yeah. oh, that's hilarious. Right. Well, I don't, I, I know you don't know, but I don't know if you know, Melissa, that, uh, so the, she and Melissa and I started our classes uh, last Wednesday and, uh, the Saturday before shenanigans had uh, the male review. Yeah. The all male re- stripper review. You know, I don't know about that. That just a little bit. I just feel really diseasy about those things. I don't know. I just feel you like to touch them. I know, but I mean that oh, that polyester and oh, I just. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I've been to strip clubs. I've been to male review shows. I've kind of done it all because I well. I have a lot of male friends, right? And a lot of straight male friends, and then I have a lot of gay male friends. So it was kind of like, let's let's go. Well, so after the club, they're like, we don't want to stop partying, so we would go to the strip club, and I would. I actually just sit had there a lap dance before at Jimmy's Lounge. Yeah, that was in. Yeah, um, I don't think I've never had a. They tried. We we were at um, a gay club here in Huntsville back in the day called Upscale. Is that up on Golf Road? It used to oh, be. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and. Um, I was at a table with some of my friends and this dancer came over to us, gave one of my friends a lap dance. And then he came back, another one came back a little bit later. And the husband of one of my friends was, was given money to give lap dances. Mm -hmm. And the guy came up to me, he was like, you really don't want this, do you? And I'm like, no, not really. And he was like, watch this. And so he went after the husband and it was the funniest thing. (laughs) The damn, like husband's face turned red and he Uh was so embarrassed. And I just cackled because it was hilarious. Um, But like, you can tell when someone's like wanting you to, you know, I know you're gay. Why would I want a gay man to fill on me? If I want that, I just 
go hang out with my friends because they love boobs. Mm-hmm. And because <laughs> I think I've been felt up by more gay men than straight mm-hmm. men mm-hmm. in my entire life. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially when they've been drinking. Mm-hmm. Not them, but like back in the day friends. But yeah, it's it to each their own, whatever they like to do. You know, I've, I don't care. Boobs are boobs. I have them, so I really don't want to go stare at boobs. Mm-hmm. But I really enjoyed the girls that actually did tricks on the pole. Mm-hmm. I'd go yes. give them money. Now, if you're just standing there shaking your boobs, uh-huh. I'm not going to give you money. But if you're up there and you're twisting and flipping and, dude, right. you're going to get some money from right. me because that takes some. I've actually been to Jimmy's where there have been girls dancing at the pole that did not care whether they got a dime or not. They were there to dance in the pole because they liked to. They were something else. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Yes. They were not there. Try, they were try, just on their selves. Right. Do you know what I mean? So. And that's what I would give money yeah. for because yeah. that was entertaining to mm-hmm. me. It's like going to a drag show. You want the drag queen to perform. You don't want them just to stand there and take money from people. Right. You're not going to get money from me right. if you're just kind of half-assed lip syncing and you're just holding your hand out for the dollars. And I really liked drag better when it was really underground. I enjoyed it much better before it became <laughs> so mainstream. I am telling you. <laughs> when you had to wait till after midnight, you know, in, yeah. the, in a shady part of town. Oh, that was more exciting. Oh my. Okay. <laughs> On that note. <laughs> On that note. Well, uh, again, thanks to our 11 listeners. Thanks for listening to another episode of A Guide to Poor Parenting. If you like our podcast, please give us a five-star rating on whatever platform you're listening on. And if you don't like our podcast, just like when our kids tell us they don't want to do their weekend chores. Tough shit. Thanks, Melissa. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Bye. Bye.